Welcome to another episode of Echoes on Air. My name is Janelle Gray. I'm your hostess. Um, let's start with you, my friend, my my husband. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Dr. Hansen. I'm a Dallas-based queer artist and activist. I am Cheryl Allison. I am a, a Dallas-based actress and out woman. Uh, my name is Carlos, and I'm also a Dallas-based actor. Um, yeah. Sweet. So, um, and of course, Jack, that is our ghost. Um, you never hear him very often. <laughs> you very rarely hear him, but he is here. He's like a ghost. I swear he exists. Um, He's controlling everything. He is. If he, if he weren't here, you would know because we wouldn't be. So, um, I promise he's here. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, we can just kind of get started. We were already chatting. We, we kind of got in a little bit of trouble as we were talking about how we were doing the podcast before the actual recording of the podcast. Podcast, but we were um, already starting, and I don't know if you mind saying your ages, if that matters. Okay, everybody's giving me a nod, so we're good. Um, go for it, Carlos. So I'll be 30 in, ooh, uh, next, ooh, God, on the 27th, so um, in a couple of weeks. Of June? Yep. Mm. Come on, dirty yes. 30. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Yes. Uh, I, I know. know. <laughs> and I love that he had to think about yeah. it. Like, All right. What are you talking about? Like You'll 11 be days. I am so excited because, you know, you have those birthdays that you look forward to. Mm-hmm. I look forward to uh, 30, 35, 40, then 50. Yeah. I am so ready for those ages. Shut up. <laughs> Chief, shut up. Clearly. <laughs> In disagreement with you. Because I could have birthed you. I could be your mother. I'm sorry. I, I am 52. Well, Cheryl, we just got the right. DNA results back. And <laughs> surprise, go. you are the mother. I knew it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I like it. Well, I am 52 and a half. I like that and she gave yes, that half. There that we half. go. And I am proud of that yes. half. Actually, Listen, like wine, you only get better. I got to tell you, I, when, and, and I think this a lot mm-hmm. when I look at my mom, look. If 52 looks like this, I'm good. Like, we're totally good. If we could just all aspire to your 52. Actually, life is better. I am more in 50s than it was earlier. Listen, I'm not rushing myself to get to 52, (laughs) but I'm not going to be mad when I get... Although, I did say just earlier, the amount of gray hairs in my head has officially jumped from, oh, just pull it, to... I mean, you can pull it, but you're going to be bald. Like, it has officially jumped. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. I'm not ready. I feel great. But the I'm, only thing that's changed is when I go into the kitchen and I go, why did I come in here? <laughs> what am I Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I, my, my gray is showing up in my beard right now. Yeah. Though I did find my first gray pubic hair like three years ago, and I got really excited about that. Some weird reason. I was oh. like, that is a very is strange weird? thing to be excited and about. And then I just watched the Sex and the City episode where she found one, uh, and that was like a crazy, and she dyed it red. I'm just like, I didn't do that. I like, <laughs> I, like named it, had like a coming out party for it. I was like, yeah. You didn't, you didn't pull it out. No, you didn't. Did <laughs> I'll show it to you afterward if you're interested. Show <laughs> oh, my God. And um, we just upgraded from a PG so. show. <laughs> We're family-friendly. Here at Echoes on Air. Um, I'm 36. Sweet. Uh, and I do think it's important uh, in this day and age to really um, uh, 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 announce your pronouns. So I am going to just say that my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. Uh, so just FYI. Perfect. 
Perfect. Um, you know, before we get into it, why do you think that's important? Um, I, I honestly believe that uh, identification and labeling, I, I, I even hate to use that word, but it's just the easiest word to use in a conversation. I do believe those are really important right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you can totally assume and be misguided in that assumption. Um, and that's the last thing you want to do when mm-hmm. people are exploring their sexuality, their gender, their gender identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more norm we make it, the more inclusive we are with people. Yes. So if I can lead that conversation and say my preferred pronouns are he, him, and his, I, that costs me nothing. Mm-hmm. Where it could cost someone who is transgender so much more to come out. So I would love that to become a thing where we introduce each I know it's a little weird and people give me strange looks, but anytime we have a conversation and you introduce yourself, I would love to say, I'm DR Hansen. I'm a Jewish, gay, white male, cisgendered. My preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. And within 30 seconds, you know how to move forward with that person mm-hmm. that yes. does not make them feel bad, mm-hmm. that doesn't put them back in the closet, that doesn't offend them, mm-hmm. and doesn't have to be something that you have to apologize for later on down the road when mm-hmm. you find out later that you That's call her yeah. a, a him yeah. yes. or he or her. And like, oh. Yeah, how do I undo that? You can't. Uh You You can't can't undo it. And nobody wants to be that person. And the only way that you can do that is by being open about that. So, um, yeah. Sweet. So, as I said, we're talking about pride, what with the celebration of pride. Um, And uh, the topic came up that we are going to discuss today is the overall corporatization of pride, Um, which I think was very interesting. I was saying before I, like, I'm super ignorant with respect to it. And it's not, and, and I guess like when you said it, I immediately was like, huh. <laughs> it's not like it was just this weird thing that I didn't know about. But, you know, I worked for a corporation. Um, I worked in corporate for a while. And I won't say the name, but I, I did go to the parade. I've always marched in the parade if I had an opportunity to. But I went as part of the group. Um, and so knowing that I was a part of that and then thinking as I was researching and finding a billion articles mm-hmm. on the topic and I was like, huh, I never has it ever crossed my mind about the corporatization of pride and how it impacts the community mm-hmm. or what parts we play. So um, that's what we're going to talk about. But first, happy pride. Happy, you know? pride. happy, happy pride. pride. Um, so we've already done, like, I'm looking at my checklist because I am not a professional here. Um, <laughs> we aren't. <laughs> so I'm making sure we, we, we go through it. But what is pride? I mean, maybe you can start. I know that's like such a big general mm-hmm. broad question. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be different, you know, for people maybe generation wise mm-hmm. or, or how they participate now. But for people who are listening who aren't necessarily part of or um close to the community what is pride what do you think that is well for me um you know uh i marched in my first gay pride parade i think it was 1991 and uh, i was a young woman in new york and so back then we did not have the ellens or the porsches or the rosie o'donnells or the katie langs or melissa etheridge's they had not come out Mm. we didn't have any huge role models and we were still so many people in the closet so for me it was pride in who i was who i am as a community as a lesbian woman and then my fellow you know gay and transgender uh, you know, queer brothers and sisters. And so that's what it was. It was a, um, a coming out of this is who we are. We are proud of who we are. And we deserve to be recognized um, uh, equally 
mm-hmm. with everyone. And so that's that's what it was for me. It was our, it was the first time in my life where I saw a group of people standing up and going, "We're going to be listened to," mm-hmm. because we weren't. And there were no businesses. There was no corporatization. No one wanted there to hear none. from us. Not then. All I got was eggs. I had eggs thrown on me. No. Yes. I marched. In New York? Uh huh. We started at Central Park on Fifth Avenue and we marched uh, down, you know, Uh south down Fifth Avenue, of course, then through the village. When we passed St. Patrick's Cathedral, we had raw eggs thrown all on us. And, you know, now you'll have protesters, right? You'll have these Hmm. really crazy, extreme people, but it'll be like a little pocket of them. And you just sort of ignore them. You're like, they're so. They're just signs. But there, there was almost as many of them as there were us because they were just sort of like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Quit being in our face. So it was, you know, it was tough. Um, so I think, you know, that's what it was for me, you yeah. know. I mean, I think for me as well, it was similar, but I didn't have that same um, uh, experience of having the the, the protesters and mm-hmm. all that. Because, uh, so I was outed. I didn't get to come out uh, when I was about 15. So the first uh, Pride event that I, I, I've been to was 18. And... At that time, it wasn't as, um, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. so I looked at it as just a celebration of who I was. This was the first time I've been around this many uh, gay people, period. I'm from South Louisiana, so it's not like, you know, we we have many clubs to go to and hang out. And plus, mm-hmm. I, was, I was 18 when I moved to, uh, to Georgia, so I didn't really do much of anything, so that... That experience of not being alone, and it sounds kind of corny and blah, 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 no, blah. Mm-hmm. Just feeling just free mm-hmm. yes. to, uh, to be who I am and to to express myself the way I want to mm-hmm. and not feel um, judged or uh, even in that moment attacked. And I can go out into the rest of the world any other time of the year and I may get that, I may not get that, but in this moment, at this time, I feel completely like who I am supposed to be and uh, who I am. And um, that's what pride has always meant to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's always... It, I want to say it's foreign, but it's, it, it's not. But it, just to hear things like protesters throwing eggs and mm-hmm. um, those type of things, because... I've never, and you see, like you said, you see the, the pockets of people, but I'm also only thirty, so I, I right. we have progressed a lot. You're twenty nine, oh. right? That's right. Oh, so, you really, you don't get that for another. You are really days. trying to can I, can accelerate I this, can I, like. Can I prep myself? Can I prep no, myself? I no, it's a club. He identifies as a thirty year old. I'm sorry, Carlos. I did not mean to take that away from you. I'm a no, no, it's a club and you're not in. Sorry. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm 29 and 200 or 300 on me today. I'm almost there. Let's do this next next week. Let's okay. do it again. We'll do it again. Carlos, I think you stumbled upon something that I think really resonated with me in terms of what pride is, and it's the freedom. Mm. Um, uh, I think that's what it is, a moment to come out um, and be who you want to be in that moment. My first pride, I dressed ridiculously <laughs> white capri pants pink keds a pink uh halter top that said like looking for a boyfriend with it was awful yeah <laughs> totally tacky but that's how that's, that's how i identified at the time yeah. like yeah. cowboy hat walking down 
uh, New York. That was my first Pride Parade, I think, in 2005. Um, was the first, three, 2003 was the first Pride Parade I went to in New York. Um, so it's, it's the freedom to yeah. be who you are in the moment, how you're identifying, wear what you want to wear, um, and uh, to be around others doing the same. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful than that, to be in your community, amongst your tribe, mm-hmm. um, identifying and dressing and being who you want to be. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. I, I just have a quick question for both of you uh, in terms of pride. You, did you march in it, you said, right? Oh, yes. How, did you march by yourself? No, I marched with friends. With friends? Yeah, and, and then years to come, I would march with different groups or, you know, I marched with the, you know, I think it was 95, the Right to Marry okay. group. We were, we were very cutting edge, the first yeah. ones that were marching to try to that's... get uh, legal rights. Yeah, we, we would, our chant was, uh, what do we want? Nothing new, just the right to say I do. Mm-hmm. We just got it all the way down, yeah. But uh, it, it's interesting what you said. I, I agree with you. Like, pride to me now feels like a celebration mm-hmm. and a, a big yeah. party yeah. of love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And But before, um, it felt, the word protest, protest. came up. I felt mm. like I was protesting yes. with fellow um, people in the community because we were against everything. And we almost couldn't even focus on a cause because we were just trying to be heard as a community. Yeah. So we couldn't even break it down. So to me, I, I always felt like it was, we were yelling back and it was mm-hmm. angry and it, a protest. Yeah. And then of course, over the years, you know, it's changed to a celebration, which yeah. is really, really yeah. amazing. I mean, there's a pro and con to that, I think, honestly. Yeah. I miss mm-hmm. the protest part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think celebration is great and wonderful and we've made so many strides that we can celebrate. But at the same time, I think we're losing, um, we're still not there. We still we're don't have done. equal rights. Right. And I think it's very easy to become complacent. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to preface this very early on. I'm kind of jaded about pride in a lot of ways. So please remember that as I continue to talk during this entire experience. Um, I just, there's so much more to, there's also so much more to celebrate mm-hmm. than just right. what is happening in those moments. I go there and I just see corporations throwing beads out. That's all it is to me. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a poor queer person's Mardi Gras. Um, and that's not, that doesn't make me proud of anything. That doesn't make me want to celebrate. I've not gone to, to Dallas Pride for the past three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I don't know. It's also become a weird, uh, I feel, when I've walked down, because I live in the, the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. even during too, yeah. uh, uh, September when we do our Pride, I'll go out. Mm-hmm. I won't go to the parade, but like I'll go out to go get lunch. And I'm seeing people um, coming in from all over the Metroplex. And part of me kind of feels like... Um, we're zoo animals for some of these people mm. that come down. I don't know people's intentions. I can't speak to that. But the feeling that I get is um, mom and dad bringing some of their kids down to be like, oh, let's go watch um, the kind gay like people be a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know the intention. Okay. We do need allies, and I believe in that. But it also just feels like you get to come down here for a couple hours and then go back to McKinney, yeah. go back to Frisco. Mm. Uh, you've done your due diligence. You think you're an ally by coming down mm. here. But you're not patroning the places that are there. Mm-hmm. You're coming down, um, and you're kind of gawking at us. Mm. That's how I feel, and that bothers me. I don't. This it's meant to be protest celebration about who we are as a community, and I think we're we're it's being overshadowed a lot by corporatization and a lot by um, uh, supposed supposed allies. So I want to, and I said this in the last mm-hmm. po- podcast, but in in the interest of 
words being powerful and how I feel about words. Protest, um, this is something my daddy says. He's going to be proud that I mentioned this in two <laughs> podcasts back to back. Yes, daddy, you're getting airtime. You're welcome. Um, but my daddy has said he doesn't protest. He proclaims his right. And so I think that that's a big thing that we can do in any movement that we're in. We're not protesting what you're doing. What we are saying is, is we have the right. Mm. Like, right. I'm not going to give you the power to say, I can't do that. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm taking the power mm. to say that I can. And so I really enjoy the idea of proclaiming your right versus protesting yes. what other people are doing. But, um, also there was something that you said, um, um, a few moments ago where you said something about celebrating who you were in the moment. And I really enjoy that statement, too, because it also lends itself to evolution, which, mm -hmm. as we're talking about, mm -hmm. exactly. the pride has evolved and how it was officially a protest. It was that we, we don't have these rights. We don't have this. We don't have that. So on and so forth. Um, but it's evolved into a celebration or a party. And again, with that pendulum, perhaps that's what you're seeing is mm -hmm. that that pendulum that's switching. And I think it's education too, because I think mm. uh, uh, where you were mentioning this, you know, straight allies that may come and they're sort of, as you, you perceive it, that, you know, kind of gawking yep. or looking and then go back to their suburbs. I also think that there's a younger generation of LGBTQ that come and they're, they're so excited to celebrate and it's a party for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and they don't realize how it's developed over the years. Yes. Yeah. And we have to have, some type of education or workshops or something to pass on the knowledge mm -hmm. to these young ones so they realize that it is a joy and a celebration, but we're also remembering, just like any marginalized group, mm -hmm. we have to remember where we came from and why mm -hmm. we're doing it. And I think that can kind of balance out a little bit of the corporization. And yes. it's incredibly important to me that we have more nonprofits yes. and community organizations like churches that are supportive and mm -hmm. um, PFLAG and things like that than just the Bud Light mm -hmm. truck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, I'm very excited when I see that. I don't want it too much, but because I never did see it, to all of a sudden have, and look, they they start their LGBTQ support, and they yes. talk about that, and I do believe that they mean that, but let's also know they want the money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so they're in there for the money. They know that um, gay people have a lot of money to spend. Yeah. They normally do not have... On the average, sometimes they don't have children. children yeah. mm -hmm. So we are a big market mm -hmm. for them to go. And that's what that's about. But before, they never even cared. So yeah. mm -hmm. for me, if you know Bud Light or something like that is supporting us or they do a commercial that is LGBTQ, it's, it gets me excited mm -hmm. because it feels sort of like we're almost being... Um, uh, I don't want to say the word normalized, but we are, we are just like others. We're not mm -hmm. feeling like... We're different it's, or something like there's that. There's a fine line between that and pandering at the same time. Yes. And that's mm -hmm. problematic in a lot of ways. I do want to say in terms of corporatization, it's a fine line because um, early on in the Pride, it took – it cost a lot for organizations to come out and be a part of them. So early on um, – I don't know. I can't – think of who the first corporations were, but I do think Bud Light was Bud kind Light of... Bud Light and yeah. AT&T, yes. actually. So really? I, think, I think it's important to praise those corporations for early on in the movement coming alongside mm -hmm. us and saying, we recognize you, we see you, we do want to cater to you and bring you into our family. That has, 
that cost them actually yeah, and at I, a time that would could have been detrimental exactly. to them. Yeah. So I applaud that. Uh, but like you know, you, you mentioned a pendulum. I think America is just one big pendulum. Mm-hmm. It just swings back and forth. We have yet to be able to just have the pendulum hang out in the middle. Mm-hmm. We're going extreme to extreme politics. Um, everything. Uh, everything. Yes. So right now we we've gone from no corporatization, uh, corporations standing up uh, with their queer brothers and sisters, to organizations seeing it as a way to make money and promote their product, mm-hmm. uh, and not caring about their queer brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pendulum has swung completely to the other side, and it's about balance too that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important the educational aspect of that. I would not be so jaded with these pride parades if there was um, some type of march that happened before or after um, mm. some type of workshops is really important mm. uh, to our community. Uh, that, I, that speaks mm. very much to what I do. Um, there needs to be the educational mm. aspect with the celebration aspect. And they could do that at the rally. Yeah. Like when they have the rally after the, the pride parade, and mm-hmm. I think it's Rivershawn Park now or mm-hmm. Oaklawn Park, wherever they're having it, you know, to not just get up and have the next DJ or band or things like that, but to get up and talk about it and give uh, and have some of uh, people who experience that, you know, that were at Stonewall or Mm -hmm. things like that. Can you talk about, again, for people that don't know what Stonewall Mm -hmm. was, can you talk about that? Sure. Um, Anybody. It wasn't anybody in particular. Stonewall was where the police raided. It's a gay bar Mm -hmm. in New York, down in the village. And the, uh, back then, you know, it was, I don't know if it was illegal, but they would go in and yes. they would arrest um, gay men or women in these environments. And they came in and they raided it. Yeah. And they, they threw all of these gay men who were doing nothing in, uh, you know, took them to jail. And this had happened, this happened all over America. And in New York, it was very unusual because New York was looser, a little mm-hmm. bit more uh, liberal, uh, even at that time. And so finally the gay community and the gay men said, enough. And they fought back. And it was the riots. It was the Stonewall riots, riots. Mm-hmm. when that was happening, when they were arrested. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. There's, there's been so much conversation about this. It's almost become like a, a mystery and a myth in mm-hmm. itself. I don't know if it was gay men. Um, I heard it was drag queens um, mm-hmm. that really threw the first brick uh, and the first shoe. I don't know shoe. who threw the first brick, but I know that it was, you know, gay men, drag queens, yeah. whoever, there was anyone in that bar was, uh, you know, they were, they were trying to... to <clears throat> they, they were done, yeah. Because the police would come in, they'd raid, but they'd also come in and uh, uh, extort money from them. They'd be like, oh, we won't we raid won't, you uh, yeah, today if, if you give us some money. And so it was yeah. just, it was a breaking point. Um, I've also heard this is another myth. I, maybe we should even go down this road, but I think it's kind of interesting how myths in, in America yeah, and our they... history happen. But uh, it, it was apparently around the time that Judy Garland died. Um, mm. And so that was where people... I've heard that people were mourning her death, and that was the final straw that was like, look, we're really sad as a community right now. Yeah. You're coming in and trying to extort us, um, and you're coming into our safe space and no longer making it safe, and that kind of broke the camel's back. Yeah. pressure cooker. Yeah, exactly. And they were, they were going into the bathhouses yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and that sort of thing. So that was where they just said, enough. And it, was a big, and it, it had an uprising uh, yeah. that started to happen. And so I, I read in one of the articles that that's where pride started yeah. is after, that and that's correct it's after, right after, after that. the riots happened mm-hmm. they took to the streets with a pride protest mm. um, and that kind of became the thing where it happened every year um, and it has evolved mm-hmm. from the protest oh, yeah, it was a sexual protest in a lot of ways honestly because that was a way to um, you know again pendulum swinging like mm-hmm. when you're going from being in the closet or not being seen you go out of the gates to make sure people see you and a lot of that was 
uh, a lot of freedom with their bodies and freedom with their sexuality. Um, very most, in your face. Very they in wanted your face. shock value yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. because, you know, um, they wanted, they were so angry. Mm-hmm. They were going to go the opposite. So you want to be shocked? We'll, we'll show you. you. Right. Which sort of We like, haven't been. It, it you is, thought we yeah. were. And sometimes but. that sort of counteracts yeah. mm-hmm. the cause a little bit, but mm-hmm. it was okay. And then and then it just went through, and then the AIDS crisis started happening, and then yeah. you had ACT UP, and then ACT UP was huge with the Pride yes. Parade, and you know, and, and it was a protest trying to be recognized and get funding for AIDS, mm-hmm. and it was being ignored and not even talked about by the administration, administration. and Reagan. Uh, for, you know, former President Reagan. And so it was, um, you know, it was horrific. You know, there was so much, um, you know, against us at yep. the beginning and trying to, uh, because we were so uh, being pushed down. So that that was really tough. So that's where that, that Stonewall started, yeah. So um, we've kind of talked about a little bit of how it's changed over, the t- over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of go into a little bit more and talking about the corporatization. What effects do you think it... Actually, you know what? Back up just a second. What do you think people think of, of pride? Because I think that that... Yeah, oh, oh, the faces <laughs> that I'm getting. <laughs> but people meaning who? Everyone? Our community? I'm thinking, you know allies? what? I'm, let's, 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 let's try to... Uh, people who are not involved in pride. That could be whether you're mm-hmm. allies or a part of the community. I, I, I may be... Pre- presumptive here. I say I'm a part of the community in that I am friends with the community. I'm not, and so let's just say anyone outside of that. I mean, you might be the best person to answer that question then, yeah. Janelle. What do you think of pride in that? I mean, you've just labeled yourself as that kind of person. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, I, I have always looked at it as a celebration. Um, it, it is never really... To me, I've never seen it as a protest. Um, but then again, I've always grown up with this mix of people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was almost like what we would do at somebody else's house, right? Yep. We were just right. we just had alcohol and we were in the streets, like <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like for for me, you know, going to um, I, my uncle Craig's house, we we would go. I think he lived close to there, but we would go there and we'd have and they were trying to avoid walking yeah. in the parade, but we were still celebrating there. It would, it to me, what we did at Pride was no different than going there and just hanging out. Um, and, that, and see, that's that's the problem. That and, bothers and, me. And, and, yeah, and, and and that's why I'm mm-hmm. asking. Yeah, kind of the question yeah. is because to and I think for me it was like it was a. It to me it's a celebration that you get to exist. Yeah. Two, yeah, mm-hmm. and it, and, but it, it wasn't an amped up party. Yeah. It was yeah. like it, it was almost like we kind of, like even with friends, when it wasn't just at someone's house. It's just like we're we're out celebrating that you get to be who you yeah. are, mm-hmm. however you get to be, and then that's it. And and, and I have kind of gotten uh, where where you are now, where I haven't attended Pride mm-hmm. in the last few years, especially since I've moved back to Dallas, um, because I found myself sitting going and maybe it's because i'm older (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i'm sitting going okay okay that floats going by you know there's more Mm -hmm. gorgeous men dancing and there's some women on bikes and (laughs) blah 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 and then i'm waiting and then there's p flag Mm -hmm. and then i get chills and i start to well up right Mm -hmm. and then there's the group that you know all all of the rights for adoption Mm -hmm. or then there's the church that and then there so there's the the nonprofits and the things that i really care about and then there's just all the partying again Mm -hmm. and i sort of was like you know, so I, I 
quit attending Pride and started spending my time, uh, you know, volunteering and working more with directly with the organizations because mm-hmm. I felt like it had changed a little bit to a Mardi Gras, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. And I'm not Th- That's what I was going to ask. Is there a problem with that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I definitely, and I don't want to take away yeah. from what you guys are saying at all. I definitely agree that education... Needs I, to be a thing. I think it's a problem because there's no balance. It's it's yeah. it's one yeah. or the it's other. It's a problem it's because a problem. there's not exactly. And, you know, and I was just gonna say because I've just been listening and uh, because uh, you guys' experience, I have mm-hmm. never. And then uh, if I had that education growing up and had that uh, that uh, visibility, I, mm-hmm. I probably would look at pride a little differently. But because I came into it and, uh, like I said. Uh, uh, conservative parents and didn't really talk about that I didn't really uh, research anything and everything that I know about pride I just happened upon um, and uh, so on one hand I, I, I get it that uh, these corporations come in and, and, and it's almost feeling more about them yeah. than mm-hmm. us yeah. um, but uh, on the other hand I don't know if Pride would be as big as it is now without them. If that makes any sense. No, totally. Yeah, yeah and uh, and they so, help fund it, and it's expensive. Yeah. Any anything that marches down a street is expensive because uh-huh. yeah. you got to pay cities and Permits. all yeah. kinds of things. Uh, but um, I I uh, gosh, because t- I I'm trying to break out of that whole oh it's a party because I haven't been to a Pride in a long time. Either. So you haven't either. I haven't, but I, but I haven't been because um. I've joined like like act, small activist groups yeah. here in Dallas because for me um, the prize that I've only been to like three prize one in Atlanta uh, one in Dallas and um, the oh, no it was two in Atlanta but it, it was always so um, so sexual and it mm. was it was it was about the party and it was about the drugs and it was about that and I, in the back of my mind I knew that's that's not what it was. Um, at 18 and 19 years old, that's not what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yeah, I'm joining in, but I'm 18 and 19. I want to have fun, right. too. Yeah, yeah. But all the things that I would happen upon uh, on things like Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'll see uh, a certain group or whatnot, and I'll join, and we'll talk, and like, oh, this is really important. I didn't know this, so if mm-hmm. I didn't know this, I can't imagine who mm-hmm. else, and I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. And... um. So then I just took it upon myself that that's what I'm going to do. I, I'll do that. I mean, I'll march out into the streets when mm-hmm. it becomes important to everybody else again. Yeah. Mm. But uh, right now, I'll just have my conversations in these small little pockets yeah. and, uh, and and deal with and that's it. That's where the real change happens. Exactly. exactly. It's more grassroots I think that's anyway. really, yeah, where yeah. The, the change mm. happens. You know, I had a thought. I don't know if, if the two or the three of you know this, but um, when you were talking about having a balance at Pride, have you heard of the moment of silence that happens in New York? Mm-mm. This is so cool. I wish every Pride uh, parade across the nation would do this. Um, and it's a great moment. And people who don't know you go, listen, at 2 o'clock this is going to happen. So just know and you teach them. So in order to remember everyone who had You're fought right. and lost their lives um, to AIDS um, and you know, and all of this hate oppression, crimes. hate crime mm. in our community – 
um, and I'm going to say it's two, two o'clock, unless my memory is not serving correctly, but I believe it's two. Um, it start, by then, the parade had the start of the parade has normally gotten to Christopher Street, which is mm-hmm. down in the village, and the, the back of the parade is still up at Fifth Avenue oh, yeah, because it's, it's a four and a half hour parade. It's a huge mm-hmm. event. So, what happens is when they hit Christopher Street, it's around two o'clock, the start of the parade is completely silent. And anybody who's watching the parade, supporters, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, gawkers, they're all quiet. The police are quiet. Taxi cabs don't blow mm-hmm. their horns. And what happens is it starts there and it ripples up. Mm. So you go, go, go. So like I would be standing, you know, maybe midtown and you hear this. It's like a wall of silence, silence. wave Mm. of silence. And it comes and comes and then you just, you're quiet and it goes all the way up and it's for about a minute or or how long. And you just sit there and you don't say a word. You don't hear a sound in the city. And then, which is a thing in New York. And and then at Christopher street, then after that minute, they, they start roaring. And, you, and then it's a wave of roars and you hear it coming and it's like, and then it gets to you and you just roar and you scream and it goes all the way up. It gives me chills right now. Mm-hmm. And people would just sob and because it was a moment that we together mm-hmm. sat there and remembered the past. And it's important. Mm-hmm. But that, that's what's going That's missing. Lost. See, because, mm-hmm. because I don't know that I've ever done that. Yeah. And, and any, and I, I went to yeah. pride a couple of times in Columbia, mm-hmm. which is, People would hold bananas. Bananas. It was really emotional. That's actually where I met my two closest friends mm-hmm. in Colombia was at Pride. Um, I love that. Yeah, wow. and um, yeah, it was it was yeah bananas. But even even there, that's you know, it's missing. Yeah. It's missing. It's and missing. I lived I lived in the neighborhood mm-hmm. in Colombia, mm-hmm. which my mom was like. That's my girl. <laughs> right, I love it. That's my baby. <laughs> you can imagine how unifying that felt. Yeah. yeah. You know, for everybody sure. to do that. Yeah. It just yeah. sort of focused you on one thing. And so... Um, and that's so important to not forget. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they are... The, these people, these lives are the reason well, that you're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. The, the LGBT movement has is the fastest growing movement has achieved more in a shorter amount of time than any other mm-hmm. civil rights group. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it's easy. And because it's so quick, it's easy to forget the things that weren't actually a decade old, yeah. two decades old that have uh, affected us. And um, when we, I mean, it's, it's about education and our education in this country is broken mm-hmm. in terms of just uh, normal education. You want to mm-hmm. get into the marginalized groups? They're not existent. Mm-hmm. You show me a high school that has any type of queer history that doesn't oh, exist. Yeah. You show me a college that has that and I'll you know, give money to we that don't, college. Right. They don't exist. Mm-mm. It's problematic when our, our heroes and our heroines are being um, straight-washed or not even spoken about or if they mm-hmm. are, they don't talk about mm-hmm. um, who they loved and how mm-hmm. they identify. Mm-hmm. It's, it's extremely problematic. Um, I do want to just say here, like, Anyone listening, pride is what you make it. I don't mm, want to take that right. away from yeah. you. If you want to go and you want to have a great time and you want to party, that is great. More power to you. Go out there and do it. There's a place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only speak from my experience and what mm-hmm. I want. Uh, and it, and, and what I want is a well-rounded community right. that remembers where we've come from, that celebrates what we've won, mm-hmm. but also fights for what we still have yet to achieve. Right. Thank research you for saying it. that. Atten- if you attend it, research, research it, it first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Don't just show up and Don't be ignorant show about up it. Like blindly. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think um well thank you for saying that because yes, you're right. It is it is what you want to make it. And I don't I don't want this um episode to be kind of like 
bashing of people who sure. go. Right. But it's it's definitely just a consider the other side of the Absolutely. coin type mm-hmm. of episode, which is why I didn't want to get together and be like, so tell me about the time you came out. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I didn't right. want this episode to be that type of a thing. I want us to really consider issues or, or things that mm-hmm. we can we can do. And you mentioned something about um, allies in that and I and I had already told them I don't want to get too big into allies because we will do an episode mm-hmm. on allyship um, with all groups. I really want to talk about what it means to be an ally to marginalized groups. But when you're talking about people coming to pride, um, and we've already talked about the education mm-hmm. within the community and and outside of it, what do you think people can do that are allies that are coming? What would make you feel better in that you're not being gawked at? Like, what is it, or can you give an example of the thing? Because there are a lot of people, I think, that do, and sometimes, you know, let's be honest, myself included, you think you're a part of something and it becomes a self-gratuitous Pat yeah. on the yeah. back. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I have, of that. I, I, I have, have a two gay, gay friend. friends, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Count them. My Count them. Yeah. I have them. I My have receipts. Gay, you know, so right, I, right. And it becomes yeah. it becomes that. And mm-hmm. I think um, sometimes we don't realize that that's what it yeah. is. So what is it that that someone who is being supportive and who yeah. does want to come in, let's just say they're looking at it as a celebration, not necessarily a protest or something. What is the thing that they can do that doesn't appear to be the self-gratuitous? Sure. Uh, well, for me, I think showing interest in LGBTQ, uh, 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 for the lack of a better word, things, because mm-hmm. I had something in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> just, just showing an interest before the pride even starts and then afterwards. Yes, yes. And yes. ask questions if yes. you're confused about things mm-hmm. and if, if uh, you need to go further and if... if if I have an answer, or just research it, and mm-hmm. let's just have a conversation. Um, don't treat pride as, like you guys said earlier, as a Mardi Gras. Like, oh, you know, uh, pride is happening in Dallas next week. Do you want to go out? And and that's the last time we ever uh, communicate about that. And, yeah. and if yeah. we do communicate about it, it's about the party mm-hmm. at Pride. Mm-hmm. And it's about how good of a time you had, and how cute that guy was, and how cute that chick was, and and did you see the outfits? I don't want to talk about that if that's the only thing you're interested in. I think it's intention. Um, again, no one knows that but yourself. So right. uh, I would encourage anyone, gay or ally, LGBTQ or ally, to really ask themselves, why am I going there today? Because hmm. um, it's also on our shoulders as well. Mm-hmm. I think we're guilty of just going and partying. That's, yeah. that's why I, it's, it's another Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, except it's in a Sunday afternoon. That's yeah. the only thing that's changed is the day and the time. Um, and I'm I'm tired of that personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also think Carlos, you made a good point about it's. Um, don't be a uh, what do they call it a a, a Christmas or Easter Christian where you go to yeah. church. Yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas, Mother's Day, if, and uh-huh. Easter, my friends. If you want to be <laughs> if you want to be an ally, you you support organizations, um, local businesses that are queer owned and run, mm-hmm. um, give money to charitable organizations, volunteer for those organizations. Um, and it's hard because you want that to, those moments to be a, a genuine, uh, 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 desire to help the community. But at the same time, you want people to kind of know too, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's a hard thing to balance. And that's why I go back to intention. At the end of the day, 
the only person that you have to look in the mirror is yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you know that you've given money to LGBT organizations, go to Pride and support yourselves. Mm-hmm. Go to Pride anyways. Here's the thing. I can't tell you what to do. But for me as a gay man, I want allies that are going to be there for me on Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to be next to me at the voting booth. Mm-hmm. They're going to be next mm-hmm. to me um, <laughs> when uh, a bar is shot up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want people to come out uh, mm-hmm. and support that. And not just post something on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah. It needs to... Yeah. Hashtag it, prayers. Yeah, Because right. I'm so tired of the hashtag movement on all of them. Right. I, yes. like, exactly. I'm just... I, like, I get it. I, 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 mm-hmm. I get that it's about awareness. But it's become so simple mm-hmm. to do and mindless. Yeah. And it's a way do. to take the guilt away. Well, I posted it. Exactly. And I said sending prayers. Mm. So and I don't have to. Also, I always wonder do you really send yeah. prayers? Like, because <laughs> exactly. I think sometimes people do a hashtag <laughs> praying for you. But did yeah. you really, did you like really pray or or was that yeah. your prayer? The hashtag yeah, praying exactly. for you? That was the prayer. That right. That was, was, that, was that it? Because that and in those moments, right you're praying to social yeah. media and not to a higher power. So yeah. that's problematic. Right. So, yeah. you know, and there's times I've said, you know, sending prayers and I realized once, you know, I had sent something and I said, oh, to a friend or whatever, oh, sending a lot of love and light and prayers your way. She was going through something. And then I posted it and I went on and I thought, oh my God. I didn't mm-hmm. actually do that. And I stopped and I yep. did pray. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I have to do that. Have I have to. to raise my awareness to do that. But I think what happens is there's a, um, when we're going back to the pride thing with straight allies, there's a complacency mm-hmm. because a lot of people go, hey, you have the right to marry now. You're just like me. You've got uh, all the rights. And so they think the, um, the fight or the fact that we're a marginalized group is over. That's, not just, that's, just, that's not just allies either. That's the gay either. community, as, the well. Gay community yeah. as well. And so yeah. they think that, and it's not true. No. You know, actively at the local and state and federal level daily, um, there are legislation putting in place that are trying to take away our rights. Yes. Yeah. And we have to be um, diligent and be on top of that because we can easily go backwards just like any other marginalized group and it's happening with the you know women's movement as well right now you know and um so i think that that's very very important to educate and have them know that that's happening yeah um we're gonna take a quick break uh Mostly so I can get coffee. <laughs> um, listen, if if anybody wants to sponsor my coffee addiction, aka any company that wants to sponsor it, I'm yes, totally, corporation. I'm totally yes. down. Listen, I don't LBG mind. Accused of corporation. That's right. I, I, you know, once you once you decide to leave, right. Pride, you may need a place to go. Here's the thing. Here is it. Here's the thing. Uh, check out their HRC rating. Their Bud Light, Wells Fargo, you could be the first corporate right. to sponsor Echoes on air, and we need that. And we we need that. You you were the first already. Let's yes. just keep, let's just keep that going. Let's keep that going. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back and talk a little bit more. powerful and I don't know that I like it. Right. <laughs> lean into it. Lean into it. Yikes. Lean into it. Own it. Own it. Um, okay, so we're back and I'm caffeinated and so that's great. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of talk a little bit about, as we've talked about the corporatization and, and some of the things that you've seen um, impact pride in terms of the changes, what are um, some of the effects, and, and I guess, do you, are you still considering Pride, bless you, a movement, or 
like what are I guess let's start there are you considering pride a movement still or are we still leaning toward it's pretty much just a celebration I think it depends on like the individual I, yeah, <laughs> yeah to be fair it sounds I, like a half-assed celebration yeah, I is don't, what you're thinking I don't think it's a movement I think okay. it, and I and again the celebration is not a bad thing yeah mm-hmm. it's just there's nothing that comes out of pride and so is that the effect that you think it that you think pride is having on the movement then maybe 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 oh. that's a thing maybe yeah. pride having on the movement and not necessarily corporatization that's a that's a good uh distinction um and i don't know if it's corporatization that's affecting pride in this manner i think it's um uh, I think it's our complacency. You mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier today, mm-hmm. and I think that complacency exists with allies as well as within the LGBT um, Q community. Uh, and corporization has affected that as well. But I don't, I don't see it as a movement. And I think that's just how it's evolved, kind of naturally, with the influence of corporization. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question. Anybody else? I mean, I, I think. Um, because I still consider it a movement, and it's maybe not as strong as it was in the past, and maybe um, it's not. Uh, uh, but I, I do think whenever I see uh, corporations, uh, even Happy Pride, and, and you see commercials, the Dorito commercials, and you see mm-hmm. all those things, and I always say to my friends, the conversation is important. It's not necessarily about changing the minds. But when you see that on TV and you see uh, these different uh, corporations just saying, we're with you, mm-hmm. whether or not it's uh, for money or, or mm-hmm. but just seeing that and then people having the conversation about why they feel uh, that it's wrong or right or how they, just how you feel about it. I think that's important. I think uh, although uh, pride isn't what it was, in the 90s, 80s, or even uh, 15 years, well, 15 years ago was about, no, 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 even 15 years ago. Um, I still think that it, it's, it's just, it's not dead yet. Um, I, 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 yeah, it's not dead yet. It's more of a celebration, I think, but it, I still think the movement is still there. At the same time, we can do better. We, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's yeah. where I come from in this. Like, visibility has always been our greatest weapon in the fight for equality. Mm-hmm. So when we see these commercials and we see these corporations coming alongside us, that's great. Mm-hmm. But we've gone stagnant now. We've plateaued in terms of that. We now need that to translate into... Uh, the voting booth. Oh yeah, we need right. to translate yeah, yeah, that yeah. into social change. We need to translate that into helping our LGBT homeless right now. Yeah. That is a huge mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. If a corporation really wants to help us with that, put money into those organizations. Youth yeah. First here in Dallas. Um, don't just put it into your, your your float at the Pride Parade and throw out some beads and a a coupon to your restaurant. You need to put your money where your mouth is outside of Pride. Right, and that's where we are. And that's mm-hmm. what that's that's a movement to me. Yeah, because uh, the movement is results oriented. Mm. I don't see results coming out of pride right now. And so, you know that's where the individual uh, grassroots movements mm-hmm. take place, like the Gay and Lesbian Center in New York. They hold their big gala once a year, and corporations buy huge tables, mm-hmm. and then they sponsor. Like they have huge homeless uh, LGBT. Um, division of the center where they provide housing and all of this. And when I attended, there were corporations Mm -hmm. giving Mm $10,000 right and left 
to go to that. And I was so happy about that. Mm. Um, and so those are the things. But we don't hear about it a lot. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's yes. the thing. The media doesn't cover that. They're going to cover all of the, uh, in my the opinion, the bullshit the, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Or even the bad stuff. Or the bad stuff, you and know. And that's on our LGBT media as well. Mm-hmm. We have to... Every time that we post something about another gay bashing in Oakland, we also need to post about corporations that either change. Yeah. Uh, because we're the first one to blast a company that doesn't support us. Yeah. But we don't come alongside them afterward when they make policy change, and we don't applaud them afterward. Exactly. And that's a problem on our side. We can't just yell at people and then walk away. We have to yell at people, hold them accountable, and then mm-hmm. celebrate them when yeah. they do change because it happens. And yeah. I don't read that. I don't see that. And, and the I- ignorance because social media, uh, Facebook, they share things that are outdated mm. and that aren't true anymore. And I can't yes. tell you how many uh, friends I know that say, boycott Target, boycott Target. They yeah. are horrible. They are horrible. Well, they were. They were. Yeah. yeah. But now what we want to happen they learned, happened. they listened, they met with heads from the HRC mm-hmm. and Lambda Legal, and now they are considered gay-friendly, and they are approved with the HRC, uh, you know, business list and that sort of thing. And so, but they're sharing things that were from like 2012 yeah. or 2011. Yeah. And so you have to be educated. And I don't, I don't want to take away from this, but I do want to say that I think as any movement, we do that. Mm-hmm. I think sure. it is very right. easy for... All movements. I'd say the same thing about the black American community would say, you know, we're going to, and, and it's so easy to share an article from, I cannot tell you how many times I see like somebody is diagnosed, like, didn't they die like a decade ago? Like just, I mean, just on something that small, they're sharing. It's so easy to share, you know, old stuff without really giving it any thought. And Mm -hmm. so it is very important that we keep, updated information and like again like you said yelling at people at what point then like if you yell and yell and yell and then you don't say hey thanks for changing yes then what do you really want exactly do you really just want to yell yeah you know because Mm -hmm. i think sometimes that's what it comes down to is people really just want to yell Mm -hmm. and they don't realize what they're yelling about are you really yelling for change because you're getting it yeah, exactly. And this is what change looks like. So now what do you do? If you want to keep changing other things, yeah. then yell about something different. You can't just keep yelling about the same thing once it's changed. Yeah. Um, but I do want to devil's advocate um, something with respect to um, corporations. So like when I was working for the company I was working for, the way that I saw their involvement in Pride was less about Pride, but, less, uh, but more about including people that were within our company. It was more about ce- yeah. celebrating yeah. with them, mm-hmm. like saying, we as a company recognize you are part of us, and so we would like to be there with you. Mm. Um, at least that's how mm-hmm. I felt. Sure. Um, and so I just kind of want to throw that out there. What do you... Th- that's like, a good intention. Yeah. I'll yeah. take that any day. Yeah. Yeah. See? yeah. The inclusiveness. When we're talking about, I guess, these different views of pride, how do you think that's dividing the community or how do you think that you can keep it from dividing the community as we're having this talk about balance? I don't know if it's about division. I think it's, it, I think there needs to be space for other alternatives. Mm. Um, it's okay to have a celebration and it's okay to have, here's the thing that kind of bothers me about uh, Dallas pride right now is that there's a, there's a, there's a black Dallas pride. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
And that's that's great. I'm all for affinity groups. I do believe that there is value in being around like-minded people who have mm-hmm. that shared experience and just being around those people. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds exclusionary, but it's not because, especially for marginalized groups, you need to be around your brothers and sisters who have that shared experience to truly f- be safe mm-hmm. and to truly share and grow and evolve. But at the same time, um, like as as a white man, I don't know if I can go and celebrate mm-hmm. at Black Dallas Pride. I want to, but right. is that mm-hmm. am I appropriating? Am I gawking at them? Am it I? It's so it, hairy there, it's right? Hairy. And you know, I was just having this conversation with my boyfriend before I drove up here, and you know, I I think um, just like any. HBCUs mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> uh, with pride, and because I've never been to a regular pride, all my prides have been black prides, black gay prides. Mm. So, um, but it was it was one of those things where like I feel like uh, the regular prides are uh, inclusive on pride, and then outside of that, we're invisible. Mm-hmm. And um, so we needed. I think we needed something, and we needed our own, and we needed to yeah. feel yeah. just as respected, just as and, respected loved. and just as equal. Because you know, the, although uh, the LGBTQ are a marginalized group, there's marginalization. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> in that group. Oh, absolutely, and, um, exactly right. And you know, uh, we just needed something, and I, I think um, I don't think. Gosh, because it, it's one of those things. Because once again, in in those other groups, uh, in uh, African American uh, gay prides, there's going to be the people who say, uh, "No, stay away. Mm-hmm. This is ours." Mm-hmm. And um, but for me, I invite them all yeah. because that's right. who I am year round. Mm-hmm. That's not right. just oh, it's. It's June. Come on down. Right. Then right. after that, like next like, month, I'm yeah. not going to be black. Next it's month. totally fine. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I mean, I I am all for it and uh, all for in, including everybody. I and I just I think, um, like I said earlier, we needed something of our own because mm-hmm. throughout the year we it's nothing. Uh, it, we are just the other group. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's where the Dyke March started in New mm-hmm. York. Was that the women felt like they needed something yeah. mm-hmm. of their their own, and they were fighting back. <clears throat> Excuse me, they were fighting back because uh, the corporization was starting with the Pride in New York, and they they were like, uh uh-uh. uh, you know, they were hardcore, like we're yeah. grassroots, and mm-hmm. so they would have their march before Pride, and you know, there was no corporization, yeah. mm. you know. And that's why, because uh, they felt like they weren't being heard in yeah. their causes. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that I remember about some prides in the past, that I don't know if it still happens, but I, I was under the impression that every pride started with Dykes on Bikes. Uh-huh. Uh, I know New York does that. And, and that was yeah. always such a great way to start yeah. pride to me because, um, as you mentioned, there's marginalized within the marginalized. And, yeah. and lesbians are definitely marginalized within yeah, our own yeah. uh, company, uh, within our own company, <laughs> with our own uh, community. <laughs> Uh, and to see it start with that was <laughs> it was always just like a very a celebratory moment where these Lovely. women were and their bras on their bikes just driving <laughs> and it was just like yes that's you hear how those yeah. motors <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. that's cool I wish I could Would see you, that <laughs> I think that's really int- well you know okay you know I'm a woman so uh, I get really excited when I see women leading the charge mm-hmm. on like yeah. anything, anything and it just it's really it is really cool yep. to see that um but in talking about that inclusivity in terms of you know la- it was last year with the adding the black and brown yep to in right? Philadelphia yeah um and uh on echoes on the echoes blog 
somebody had written an article about it. And I definitely heard both sides. And so when we're talking about inclusiveness, I guess, what what do you think about the community with respect to um, black Americans, with respect to lesbians? Because I do think a lot of times when people hear gay, lesbians are not included for some reason. Yeah. Like, like, the, like in terms of that, even though it starts off LGBT, yeah. like it starts off like for some reason, I don't know if that's just because there's that whole over-sexualization of two women is different. Yeah. Um, but I don't hear a lot of... I mean, if, you're, if we're going down that road, I, yeah. I have wanted to change it to TLBG, transgender, lesbian, bisexual, gay, mm-hmm. because, in, again, visibility is our f- greatest weapon for the fight of mm-hmm. quality. Putting the people that need our help mm-hmm. and support the most Ooh, at the beginning that. is yeah. important to me. Our trans brothers and sisters are marginalized within our own community yes. more than yeah. any other, and Huge. they're marginalized yeah. in the greater community more than any other group. Yes. Yes, That's yes. what we, you know, we gay marriage is done. We're we're done. Right. Yay! That's bullshit. Yeah. We right. need to go out there. We need to support our trans brothers and sisters who mm-hmm. are still getting murdered um, yes. uh, on a weekly basis, yeah. and it's it's, it's problematic. Um, so I think a simple arrange, uh, rearrangement of letters would help greatly in that. Um, and it would trickle down to me in terms of who needs it next would be mm-hmm. lesbians. No, bisexual. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be hmm. TBLG. Hmm. Because bisexuals, are, I think, are the next group that are completely marginalized because people don't ex- think they exist. Yes. I've, right. I've been yeah. guilty of saying that in the past. I'm like, oh, I don't believe in bisexuals. Because I why think, do you think they don't think that's it's a real gonna, thing. They I think, think like, either we're all bisexual or no one's bisexual. Because here's the thing. We're on a spectrum here. Like, yeah. right. It's either one or the other. But that's my ignorance. And I will own that wholeheartedly. But if someone identifies as bisexual, that's okay. And they need yeah. to have that space as well. Mm. And they, they need to not be looked at as just like a unicorn in the forest. Like, oh, oh, that's just Jenny. She's, she's yeah. bisexual. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's bisexual. And, I and she's that's included. okay. It, yeah, and I think that's the thing. I think people do view, mm. at least out, outside, I uh-huh. think a lot of people are like, bisexual is a phase. Yes. Like it's yeah. it's like it's almost like a step on yeah. the way to homosexuality I mean, or something. They're just yeah, they're just uh, very loose. They're very free thinking. Yeah. Yeah. They're whatever. I mean, I've know? been with women, yeah, and I could be with women again because it's all about connection with a human being. Um, and I don't, but I identify as a gay man. That's where my pendulum swings. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm attracted to on a daily basis. When I dr- walk down the street, I'm turned. My head turns for a man. Mm. But there are definitely women out there that are, that turn me on that I get sexually attracted to. Um, and that's why I think we're either all bisexual or no one's bisexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I've, I, in my experience, I have seen that people use that stepping stone. And I'm not saying that's bad, yeah. but younger, um, when I was younger, a lot of my friends went through, I'm bisexual to I'm a lesbian, I'm a gay man. And that's mm-hmm. okay. It's, a, it's usually it's a it's stepping a, it's, stone. It's yeah. easy. But it's also a real identity. I yeah. don't want to yeah. take that away yeah. from someone who it is It doesn't bisexual. have to be a stepping yeah. stone is what you're saying. Exactly. It can, it it can, can be, be. But it doesn't have to be. And if somebody exactly. wants to identify as bisexual and live in that world, it's not a stepping stone. It is who they are. Mm. Um, and these conversations don't happen. And that's mm-hmm. why I think it's right. trans, bisexual, yeah, lesbian, gay men. I love that it it can change, right? Yeah. Because, again, when we're talking about the evolution of of anything, mm-hmm. it you know, we you could you could uh, effectively get enough change for the trans um, people. Mm-hmm. And then you can effectively get enough change for bisexual people. And then what happens if you know, there's some other things that happen mm-hmm. with women. Then it can go back to being mm-hmm. LGBTQ. Yeah, it, yeah. it can it could absolutely change to make sure that you are showing awareness. And I I love that. And that's why I believe the identi- identification is really important because people do evolve and change. So I could this week 
identify as a male with preferred pronouns he, him, and his. Mm -hmm. Who knows in a year I could right. go through that process and that's why it'd be important for me to be like, I actually identify as a transgender woman. My preferred pronouns are uh -huh. she, her, and hers. Right. And the ignorance is out there with the transgender community because so many people, they go, oh, they're drag queens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what they think. Mm -hmm. And you're like, seriously? Because there's not the education and sure. no one's talking yep. about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And helping mm -hmm. this hugely marginalized group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what can you do in that besides otherwise, like, cause I, I love, mm -hmm. I genuinely love the changing, the changing that, yeah. of the letters and it seems so, it's so simple, simple mm -hmm. to do. Um, but what else do you think you can do in terms of, as you were saying before, mm -hmm. you felt like, you know, the black queer community was just there and then for the rest of the time invisible, right? What, what can people do? Well, I think, you know, support those organizations, talk about the organizations, the grassroots, just mm -hmm. like we've rallied around all the other causes. Yeah. Yeah. We have to rally that. But I will say something interesting. I have um, a friend of mine who is transgender, and um, she uh, identifies as female and is going through the process. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is um, she is very resistant to be included. Mm. and what she considers the LGBTQ community because she says, I, I'm not gay, I'm not yeah. lesbian, I'm not, I understand your cause mm -hmm. and your marginalized group and I support it and she's not homophobic, but she's, she's like, I'm straight. Mm. I was yep. born in the wrong body. Mm. I'm not a part. So you have that group of individuals that mm. are... Um, you know, resist mm -hmm. our yeah. help with it's that. It's interesting because I've never heard it coming from an internal transgender person. I've heard it from other people. And that's this came up recently, and, and I, I try to think of myself as a very woke person, but I'm still learning, and I'm mm -hmm. still just shocked about mm -hmm. how m much further we have to go. Uh, but I, I because here's the thing. Uh, the LGBT, well, the LGB community is mm -hmm. more uh, sexuality-based. And who you're attracted to based. Mm -hmm. Transgender is gender identity based. Yeah. So exactly. there is, is a distinction there. Mm -hmm. And there has been talk of uh, the community removing the T. Mm -hmm. um, and that I just, I, I resist very much to that. Mm -hmm. Because what you're, what you're wanting is you're wanting to take an already extremely marginalized group and then make them more marginalized, more marginalized. by yeah. putting yeah. them completely by themselves. By themselves. Um, but there is some, some validity in the terms of their... Yeah their issues and what they fight for and how they identify isn't aligned with right. the other letters in the community. Um, and that fascinates me. Mm -hmm. And I understand that I do not advocate for mm -hmm. doing that as well. I think we can share that pot. I think mm -hmm. we can support each other and learn off each other because they have been so connected in our mm -hmm. history. I don't think we're there yet to, um, to detach. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely I, not. And she says, um, she appreciates the uh, being included with us, but what she says is, like if she comes down to Throckmorton, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. neighborhood, mm -hmm. and she goes into Sue Ellen's mm -hmm. or she goes into JR's, she doesn't feel at home mm -hmm. at either place. But yet, she could go to uh, you know another restaurant or go somewhere else or in the suburbs somewhere, and she also feels. You know, that she's being looked at yep. and mm -hmm. somebody can tell, like, I think that person's transgender, you mm -hmm. know. And so she doesn't know where yeah. she lands. Oh, it's very... My heart breaks for that. My heart breaks for too. Yeah, because where do you... Yeah. So where do I you fit, like, what... you know, welcome our support. Yeah. yeah. We can help you through this, you know. Mm. 
That's that's a I can't imagine what that feeling is like where you feel mm-hmm. like you just there's Don't nowhere belong. you yeah. belong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in a place that's trying to include you which is arguable depending on what you're saying. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. where where do you go? What where what do you, do you what do you do? Well, I want to just I want to remind that everyone anyone listening that identifies as transgender that you do have a space mm-hmm. in the Oakland community. Yes. Um and it might be uncomfortable, it might be scary. Uh but talk, yeah. share your story, yeah. talk to us in the bar, um, and I guarantee you, uh, you will be welcomed with open mm-hmm. arms, uh, and we will laugh with you, we will love with you, and we will share with you, mm-hmm. and provide that space for you. Um, I don't know what that's like, I can't mm-hmm. uh, speak to that, but I can speak to how I will respond to somebody in that situation. Um, and the T is not out of the acronym, and mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to be out of the acronym, and so there is a space. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And I also want to encourage anyone who's listening to, if you don't know how to reach people that will welcome you with open arms, please email echoes at echoesofthestruggle.com. I have beautiful friends, as you can see, and I will definitely put you in contact with these people. Um, Let's kind of shift a little bit to what can we do to stave off some of these dangers that we've been talking about. We've talked Mm -hmm. about a lot of stuff um, with the corporatization and politicizing. I think um, in terms of staving off that as well as uh, inclusivity, uh, kind of circling back to that a little bit, is um, recognize and remember that our community is only as strong as the people in it. Mm -hmm. And you are empowered to do whatever you want within the confines of the law Mm -hmm. uh, to to celebrate who you are and to give space for other people. Start your own organizations. Mm -hmm. Start your grassroots organizations. Um, about five years ago, there was an article um, that was written about Dallas Pride, uh, and there was actually a um, uh, a wardrobe uh, requirement uh, that said that you were discouraged from wearing underwear anymore in the Pride Parade because uh, people were afraid of seeing aroused men, men being aroused in their in their outfits. And so they limited your wardrobe to, you could wear a Speedo. That was as far as you can go. When was this? It's about five years ago. (laughs) And um, my friends and I read that and we were just shocked, appalled, angered. You don't get to tell me how to celebrate pride. Um, And so from that, uh, Queer Bomb was born here in Dallas. Uh, Queer Bomb is an organization that's been all over the country. They're they're in Austin. I think they're up in Seattle and Portland. Um, And a group of my friends gathered together and started Dallas's uh, Queer Bomb as a way and as a response to that, as a way to say, hey, come as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a response to the over-corporatization. It was a response to the lack of inclusivity because, Mm. um, again, I haven't been in a couple years, so I will preface that. But I do believe if I go there, I'm going to see a lot of white gay men Mm. everywhere. And if I don't, it's... people are using tokenism to be like, oh, put her out front because she's mm-hmm. a lesbian. Put him out front because he's Latino. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good and bad because, again, visibility is important, but I just I question intention in that part. Yeah. But Queer Bomb was created as a way to invite every color, every size of the LGBT community to come out. It's all um, locally funded. There's no corporatization. Uh, we, uh, Queer Bomb raises the money themselves, and it's evolved from just a parade in uh, Deep Ellum into a... Uh, uh, an LGBTQ bazaar where uh, companies come out, not companies, but uh, organizations come out and they hawk their wares, local queer businesses, organizations talk about what they're going on. There's last year there was um, um, open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some queer bands that came and performed. And then there's a, uh, a parade through Deep Ellum 
uh, and then there's a party afterward in the area. And it's, to me, that's my pride. That's mm. what yeah. gets me uh, excited. That's what galvanizes me. You go and you see everything you don't see at a pride. You see transgender people, queer, uh, ge- uh, uh, gender-fucked people. Um, it's just really the most inclusive experience that I've ever uh, mm. uh, had here in Dallas. Um, Queer Bomb is uh, June 30th mm. this year in Deep Ellum. I encourage anyone that is questioning their uh, their pride mm. to try something different. And the great thing about it is Dallas's pride is in September mm. um, and Queer Bomb is in Pride Month in June. So do both and yeah. Yeah. see what's Fantastic. going on. Um, and that's a, that, that's a good way to speak to that balance you talked about. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's how you can do that. That's how you can stave off... Uh, uh, corporatization. That's how you can stave off um, exclusivity is educate yourself. I mean, the yeah. internet is a beautiful, amazing thing. Mm-hmm. You can go on there and find anything that you anything. want. Anything. Um, to And the, anything you don't want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fine line. So be careful what you Google and what you image search, okay? Exactly. Um, but they're out there. And if, if you don't find yourself, if you don't see yourself, then start something. Mm-hmm. And reach out to your community because I guarantee you people that you have a tribe that loves and supports you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will rally behind you and help you give space for what you need uh, because that space that you're creating for yourself, I guarantee you is going to be beneficial to somebody else. Yeah. And you don't know until you try. It's mm-hmm. scary, yeah. but um, nothing is nothing great is born out of um, a lack of action. Exactly. Can we make sure that we include a link for that in there as well. Um, so if you're listening and you want to go to Queer Bomb, is that what you say? Yeah, you Queer go Bomb. To, right? Yeah, okay. Go, it, <laughs> I'm like, participate uh, in, go to, yeah, all, the, all, all of those all the, things. All the above. Yeah. Um, come dressed as you are, do what you want, be who you are. The only thing I have to say is that Texas does have a, a kind of archaic law. You have to have like a one-inch strap um, covering your buttocks. So, um, that is a very specific. Mm-hmm. What, also, I, I also, with just the yeah, one, one inch, inch. because, <laughs> because I really one and a half. And also, like, let's just be honest. Asses are different sizes. So like, yeah. what is well, one inch going to do? Like, let me, like, I actually don't know the size. I just know you got to cover that butthole, okay? okay. Yeah. That, um, so, figure, figure that out. Know, does somebody go around measuring that? So we, we measured, and the average butt size uh, <laughs> that we found in our test subjects. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But even that is ridiculous to me. So I just yeah, say, be who you are and uh, uh, live your life within the confines of our laws and Unfortunately, Texas's laws are a little uh, behind the times for my tastes and purposes. But don't get arrested. Be who you are. Do what you need to do. Don't mm. get arrested is important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I wanted to so bad. Uh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> and, you? And, you know, as far as we, when you were talking about some of the negative effects, for me, it's so huge. And we mentioned it earlier about the education. Mm. Know why you're waving the flag. For our straight community and our allies and the gay community, know why you're waving the flag. Mm. What is your cause? And and who waved it before you? Mm. Know these things because I think that will help hopefully deter it becoming like a Mardi Gras like mm-hmm. we were talking about. And um, you know, and I think that's important with the gay and lesbian center and these different things we can do that maybe start some type of educational mm-hmm. classes that uh, for our young LGBTQ community that's interested because mm-hmm. it's not happening in the schools. Like no. you said. it's not going to happen in the you know? schools and right now. And churches would be a good place. Oakland Methodist mm. having these type of um, workshops and seminars about oh, this yeah. because, like you said, what it what was Stonewall? Yeah. How many people don't know? Don't that? know what it. Don't know. And I think I first learned it 
from you. I think you're the first one who told Stonewall? Yep. For real? Yep. Hey, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He'd be my teacher sometimes. He'd be, You'd my, be teacher. my teacher all the time. <laughs> I wasn't talking you about know, it. You couldn't believe it. raw eggs were thrown at me. Yeah. Yeah. I you can't know? believe that. If, oh, my gosh. We were just covered. Uh, you know, that social media wasn't around. No. Yeah. yeah. Was, and it was horrible. And you know how, how demeaning that felt? Yeah. And when I told my mother, she just sobbed mm-hmm. thinking about that. But people need to know that because they don't remember. They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I definitely think that if you start that, even in these small places like your, your church mm-hmm. or these organizations, that may be the push that gets it in school. Like it's not going to happen in school right now. Yeah. But if you have enough people who where that seed is planted outside Mm-hmm. of school when they show up at school and they start noticing these things aren't in their books mm-hmm. then they start saying wait a minute hold on because i think that that's that's how some of the other things have happened is like this uh, slavery was not the transatlantic whatever tra- it's right. because somewhere somebody else was yeah. was taught outside of school yeah. this yep. is not right mm-hmm. and when they and then those are the people who go into school those 15 year olds who have been taught a little bit go into school mm-hmm. and say exactly. this ain't what this is called this was called slavery yeah. and that's what we're going to call it and and then it forces teachers and it forces the people who are creating these books to say okay well mm-hmm. there's enough outcry Let's make sure that we put these things, because you can't talk about a human rights movement without talking about the LGBTQ community. You cannot. You, if it doesn't in, if it doesn't include all humans, is it really a human rights movement? Mm. So you, I think those things are good to talk about it outside Mm -hmm. of, and then maybe that will be the thing that pushes it into education. Uh And and, I mean, just going. Piggybacking off of that, um, you know, and and catching it earlier than like 15, 14, right. 13 mm-hmm. years old, um, because I because I went to college uh, later in life, I I was a lot older than uh, a lot of my classmates, but um, I went to school with a transgender girl, and she was out about it, and and you know we talked about it, and it was so and. I was also a theater major, so we were all really expressive and and open with each other. But just going around campus and everybody knowing and no one being really about it, you know. And um, I, I'm pretty sure that didn't happen in the '90s, but I also, or or even in the earlier 2000s. But I think it's because it's everywhere now, and now we can talk about it, and now, um, and now we uh, we can uh, exp- Explain our feelings for one, and 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 uh, be we're visible, mm-hmm. we're a, a lot more visible than what we were. So, um, but I think just teaching your kids, look, hey, this is what it is, and t- and talk to them like adults mm-hmm. and not like children, is uh because we got to think about who's coming to the next prize in fifteen years, mm-hmm. who's coming in the next twenty years, and 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 what do we want them to uh celebrate and what 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 do we want them to uh feel and and present to the world and all that stuff and um i think somewhere down the line we 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 lost that Mm -hmm. but i think now that we're aware let's let's teach the kids and um and 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 embrace the transgender children and gay children and and bisexual children and and uh let them know that it's okay because yeah we can do that with adults Mm -hmm. and It'll be fine, but we're gonna be out of this world uh, in what mm-hmm. 60, 70 years. Let's 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 give it to the kids. And let's that's you know, it's funny you say like 
talking to children like they're adults because mm -hmm. the reality is is some of these children are experiencing adult things mm. absolutely you know the last time you guys were in high school was when so like when you mm. think about a long time what, ago. <laughs> just the teenage bit a, a little bit a couple of of <laughs> right but, but, but they have now with the internet and social media right. so everything's yeah. there it's like yeah. i haven't been in school since the math changed now there's new <laughs> math so when math changed that's the last time i was in school exactly but but these these kids are experiencing adult things right. so when you talk to them like children you're also excluding yes. the adult things that they're experiencing mm. and and mm -hmm. And the other thing is the examples that the adults are setting online because they do have even, and I think that's another thing is I've never been a parent, but I would assume that when you're talking about parents, they, they are thinking of the example they're setting, which is great, but there are also all these other adults online that mm. they see. Mm -hmm. So we also have to kind of yeah. remember that that's part of their, their education, unfortunately. Yeah. So talking to them like kids is not always right as effective. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd, I'd like to circle back to a little bit about what we've talked about in terms of the education um, in churches it. and other places mm -hmm. uh, and starting your or own organizations and getting out there. Um, these organizations and these moments, these movements, they require an audience. So mm -hmm. I want to encourage anyone that's listening is to, is to go out there and be a part of those things. The only way that these groups are going to survive is if they have the support of mm -hmm. people showing up, yeah. mm -hmm. buying tickets, mm -hmm. um, giving money when they can. Um, and I think there is a lot, a lot of complacency in our community, in all of our communities in terms of that. Um, we need to be out there supporting these groups. Yeah. And that can come in a myriad of ways, whether that be... Um, attendance. Uh, my love language is time. So mm -hmm. I will go to places and I will give you of my time. I will mm -hmm. buy a ticket. I will show up. Mm -hmm. That is how I support you. Mm -hmm. When I spend time with you, that's how I love on you and that's mm -hmm. how I show the support. Um, that's me. Yeah. I can't mm -hmm. speak for other people. I'd encourage other people to do that, but I produce a lot of different things and it and, and I see a lot of different things that are happening uh, from the grassroots and it breaks my heart that more people aren't coming out there. Yeah. And that can be a media and a promotional issue, yeah. but it's also people just not showing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to remind people that you don't have to go to Pride. You can go to that cabaret that's happening yeah. um, mm -hmm. at a local wine bar. Yeah, you yeah. can go to that piece of theater that was just created by interviewing gay elders that was put on at the Resource Center mm -hmm. of Dallas. You the can community conversations. The, yes. Go to the community yeah. conversation. There are opportunities for you to be out there to educate yourself and to support what is already existing. Um, because without that, like you said, we can't rely on schools to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But we also can't rely on other people to continue to give up their time, energy, mm -hmm. and resources without that support. Without someone, because yeah. it's going to disappear, y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just like the, the movement needs to happen outside of out, you know out of the out of the office, out of the homes, and into the yeah. streets. Like that mm -hmm. is what was said in Pride, and I still think it's it's uh, important to say today. You have to leave your home to truly enact change. Mm -hmm. And if if there is a way possible and I'm accepting this as well, um, to get a list of some of these organizations, some of these mm -hmm. businesses that you're talking about, it would be great to be able to post that, yeah. to say, like, these are, you know, businesses that you can go to. These I got you, are, girl. I knew you would. I knew you would. Uh -huh. I knew you'd have me. Churches. Yes, all of these that are churches. These are things that you important. can do. Absolutely. And then, and that would, that would be helpful for, again, when you're talking about straight allies who are just showing up to exactly. pride then they know where exactly. else to go because it, to to some of these to some people pride may be the only place that they know, they know. True. to yeah. go You're absolutely yeah. right uh -huh. 
Um, and so it may feel, you know, the way that you talked about it feeling because they don't know what else to That's do. True. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we give them opportunities, then yeah. there's no more. And I'm going to flip the script a little bit too, because I'm guilty of this with all the different things that I, I'm involved in. I promote usually just internally to the LGBT community mm. community. Um, and that's, that's my bad. Mm-hmm. I need to recognize that I need to be reaching out to, um, uh, straight people mm-hmm. because they are just as welcome and mm-hmm. almost I- important to be there because mm-hmm. I find myself preaching to the choir a lot right. and that's really annoying let's be right. honest like I don't need to tell to the people that showed up on time about being late because right. they're, they're there <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. so I need to be more inclusive about uh, my straight brothers and sisters and and this is a great way to do that is, is by sharing what's out there and um, I mean, I think in terms of events, which is really what I'm speaking to, everyone is welcome. I guarantee you no one's going to turn you away. Yeah. Yeah. If you're willing to spend that 5 $10 or you're right. willing to give your time to the event, show up. If yeah. you have an interest and you have a desire, show up. You will be welcome and the people will love you for being there. Mm. And that moves the movement forward. Exactly. I yeah. mean, for equality and, and everything else that we're still fighting for. When uh, we talk about concerns, what are some of the concerns that you think are often overlooked? We've talked about... Um, lesbians within and trans people we've talked about those and bisexual which um, I don't know that I really considered until you said that 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 would um, also be a a subgroup that is marginalized but what are some of the other concerns well I'll tell you right now is the politics because we have people within our own community that don't go out and vote Mm. they're not educated on the different candidates and they think it sort of doesn't affect them they just go on and they Mm. do not look at the current administration That affects our community. Look yeah. at what Pence has actively done. Mm-hmm. And the other idiot, who I won't even say his Fair name. Fair enough. But, you know, mm-hmm. so they have, whether they like it or not, people go, well, I don't want to get involved in politics. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Because you're, our you're, lives depend on it. I'm yeah. serious. That sounds dramatic, but it's true. So they Absolutely. have got to step up. Yeah. yeah. If you if you identify as an LGBTQ, y- your life is political. Yeah. Loving yeah. who you love is Fair. a political act. Mm-hmm. I've had this conversation with my mom with my yeah. wedding recently was the idea of like, Look, she was like, I don't want to make things political. I was like, I hear you, Mom. I'm not trying to make you. But at the same time, I'm marrying a man. The simple act of that mm-hmm. is it's political. political. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't stand next to me uh, in the voting booth, I don't want you standing next to me on the altar. Right. Yeah. It was a really awkward conversation. I can't believe I brought that up. Sorry, Mom. I still love you. It does happen with a lot of families. And it's it's, yeah. it's important. And it's not just Pence and he who must not no, be named. It's, right. it's, it's also state, our governor local, here. State, exactly. Absolutely. And y'all, Lupe Valdez, a lesbian Latina woman, is running for governor. Mm-hmm. So galvanize get out there vote I've seen so many people on my Facebook oh I'm not going to vote for her she has no chance to win she has no chance to win because you're not because gonna you're not going to vote, vote for her so exactly. check yourself yeah and we if we can't support our own how are we going to ever have civil rights else, like yeah. it just it's it's this is this is this is not new math this is simple right, math right. Like, <laughs> let's be on this is old this math is like we can get behind math. it this is, this is move the beat to the left yeah. math exactly. <laughs> I just I don't understand that mentality at all it it, it breaks my heart that we just don't do anything. We're, mm. we're, I don't want to say lazy because I, I told you all I was jaded. I told you, yeah. I told you. Um, no, but I think, but I, I think I, yes, jaded maybe, but mm-hmm. I think that that's important because it is so easy to get wrapped up in the overall celebratory portion of mm-hmm. it that mm-hmm. you need to hear yeah. that other side, that that other side needs to be discussed. So mm-hmm. you said something earlier and, and we talked about this earlier, but you know, we, you know, we won gay marriage. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, else is, yeah. That was the goal. So yeah. now that that's done, yeah. it, let's, 
Let's just relax, and we can't. But, nobody, but it yeah, sounds but like LGBT that wasn't adoption rights. They're taking that yes. away right yeah. and left from states. That's huge. Yeah. My brother is a gay man, and he has a beautiful adopted little boy. You know, we have to fight for that, and that's just one yeah. of a lot. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound like, honestly, that was the goal. Like originally, like it sounds like there were so many. Yeah, it was forced upon us. It was a huge goal for me. Obviously, it was like my main one. I wanted to be able to marry my wife. I'd been with her for twenty three years now. Yeah, but um, but there are there are so Mm -hmm. many others. And I think that's the, the the key to that is is just being. Um, considerate of other, like mm-hmm. you know I say all the time I'm not a spokesperson for black people or black women I can't speak for everybody and neither can you mm-hmm. for anybody mm-hmm. in whatever community you I can belong speak for to. black women you can't yes and you do it very well <laughs> what, tell me tell me DR what do we want that's a whole other podcast are you ready for that I will be the sole <laughs> guest on that I'm excited I have all Talk the about I'll do some stretches okay. I'm sorry that's not true I will not do that <laughs> but I mean, I think I think your that that change. yes. <laughs> now you are you, now, and you're confusing a lot of she. people because of those pronouns. Sorry, are, yes. Sorry. But no, I think I think that that's also important to realize is that you're saying like that was the goal, mm-hmm. and 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 so for you, perhaps you did reach that goal. Mm-hmm. But two things: a, you're not the only one, Correct. so it wasn't just your goal. There was mm-hmm. the goal of many. Mm-hmm. And two, as we've talked about, like that a two. Um, two, as we've talked about, there's an evolution. Yeah. So perhaps that was your goal then, yeah. mm-hmm. but now you have something else, absolutely. and it is absolutely important to embrace this evolution of whatever the movement is and right. where you're going to, and being able to move it forward, as yeah. you said. I guess, kind of, our, the, the question right now is, who are our queer leaders? Hmm. Who's going to help guide us? Who's going to tell us what the next issue is because there's there's quite a few off the top of my head but mm-hmm. without leadership galvanizing the way like we did so well with gay marriage mm-hmm. where is where are the leaders fighting for transgender rights yeah. where are the gay leaders right. fighting for adoption issues why aren't we talking about that it was very easy to get behind marriage because it was in a it was a a goal that was attainable, mm-hmm. was attained, which is wonderful, but what's next? There's a vacuum right now, and we're not filling it with anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think just like the dem- you know, the Democratic Party has issues, I think the queer party has issues in terms of who do we galvanize behind? Yeah. Who do we support? Mm-hmm. Um, and who's doing that? Who are our leaders? I don't know yeah. off the top yeah. of my head who a, a queer leader would be right now. Dan Look Savage? Look at the Hollywood celebrities that were out for gay marriage, you know, all, straight and gay, yeah. talking mm-hmm. about it, but... You're right. Where are they now with the the adoption Everything and the else. other things? So we mm-hmm. uh, we do have to look at that. And I think I think the gay community took a breath after gay the gay yeah. marriage, yeah. and I think we were a little tired. That's sure. yeah. I wonder if there was just fatigue. Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, I was weary when Prop Eight mm-hmm. was, um, you know, pushed back, and it was like, um, you know, you had to regroup. And so then when that happened. Uh, in June of uh, what was it? Twenty. Uh, when, when did we get the federal? Mar- it's twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. Um, Two years ago. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just sobbed, cried, and then it was sort of like I was tired. Yeah. 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 Take a minute. So I think we we're regrouping, but we have to regroup now and move move forward yeah. with these other um, issues. So do we have any? And I just want to open this up to the three of you. Any things that you took away from this conversation, or any things that anything you want to leave? For people, takeaways well, or leaves. I have come into this thing a lot more educated. I'm, I'm second youngest in the room, so I mean, a lot of these things I didn't. Um, nah, boo, boo, you the youngest. 
Oh, are you serious? <laughs> the ghost is the, the youngest. Ghost is the youngest. The, youngest. the one who won't be mentioned. <laughs> we don't speak about him. <laughs> but you know, my, my experience with Pride it has been so different from um, from you guys' experience and even your experience. Well, you're a straight woman, so it, it would be d- different. But um, just hearing the other side of it and just hearing uh, uh, the fight. And uh, like I said... In the back of your mind, you know that's what it is. But once again, I can't imagine going, uh, being in Atlanta, partying on Peace Tree, and somebody throwing an egg at me, mm. and and me not wanting to react uh, in an angry way, and uh, not wanting to to fight in an angry way. I can't because it's always been a party to me, mm. and um, I I never thought about when you brought up the, the topic about corporatization and 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 all. I never thought about any of that yeah. in uh in pride. So a, a lot of this is uh educating me, mm. and I think I can take that out into the world and and have those conversations, or even start those conversations with mm. uh, with friends and and with people who aren't friends mm. and uh and. We could talk about that too. Well, as the oldest person <laughs> on the podcast, um, <laughs> well, I, um, you know, I feel really um, inspired and motivated by all of you here and talking about this and just sort of reliving my thoughts and and uh, the years that I've been fighting for equal rights. And um, it's also motivated me because I kind of put to words saying about the education that was a big mm-hmm. part of me you know, the younger generation and teaching mm-hmm. them. And so mm-hmm. I thought, well, why aren't I doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just yeah. a minute ago, I thought, you know, I just joined a beautiful new church, mm-hmm. Wilshire Baptist, that it's all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they perform gay marriage and they're, they're cutting edge that way. And I thought, I'm going to present mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. the youth an LGBTQ history. That's a great yeah. idea. Sure. And then I thought, I need to do that. So <laughs> this has motivated me now to not just talk about it, not yeah. talk the talk, but walk the walk yeah. in that area. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. Because uh, that's that is. Let us know when that happens so we can show. I will. Maybe we'll do a podcast. Yes. Oh, that would be good. That would be great. Uh, I think my takeaway is just uh, the balance in terms of um, it actually being here has gotten me a little bit more excited for Pride. I'm actually going to be in New York for Pride next week, Mm -hmm. and so uh, I'm excited to really kind of you know check my jadedness Mm -hmm. and lean into the celebration because there is a lot to celebrate. so and also like like I said, uh, you know, kind of check myself too in terms of like making sure that my uh, greater tribe knows about the things that are going on for LGBT, so that people can come out and support that. I think it's uh, it's important just to find that balance internally and externally. So that's been a good challenge for me to take on. Um, I think uh, 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 a leave was a takeaway, and mm-hmm. a, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I want to just encourage people to 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 act to do mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I think inaction is the greatest culprit in life. Yes. Uh, and it's very easy to get crippled. I mean, we are in the platinum age of television right now. I know all I want to do is go home and watch a bunch of stuff on Netflix. But yeah. balance again and go out there and do things and support your brothers and sisters and create um, and live your life, whatever that looks like. I just There's so much that we have to offer and so much to experience and so much to do. Uh, and I just want to encourage people to, to live their life however they identify and however they see fit. As long as it doesn't hurt somebody else and as long as you're living with the confines of the law, do you, girl, boy. Uh, or all of the above. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to thank you guys so much. Thank you. For oh, thank you. Yeah. Being oh, my goodness. willing to come out and have this conversation. And um, 
it has been quite enlightening. Like I said, just the overall topic, I was already like, oh, well, let me Google. (laughs) (laughs) I usually have like a list of things that I could go ahead and immediately ask. And I was like, whoo, he's going to make me do some research, child. Let me me look at some things. Um, So I appreciate the topic. Um, I definitely appreciate hearing your voice. And I love that this was a different way to talk about pride. This is definitely not... Um, the same way that we generally talk about pride. So I think it was important to have that conversation. Thank you Um, for being a straight ally and for being a change maker. Mm -hmm. Because you are. And for giving space for all of us. Yeah, giving space. That's that's, that's huge. uh, That's huge what you're doing. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, So I don't want to close without giving you guys the stage. So to speak. I mean, y'all are all actors. I know y'all. I know this is really hard to give you the stage. Try really hard to step up there. I know. If I got to get ready. Right. (laughs) But I just kind of want to do a roundtable. What do you guys have going on, whether it is um, an organization um, that, you know, would assist in in terms of pride Mm -hmm. or if it's just something you're doing? Um, uh, I'm the founder and artistic director of Cinewild, which is the country's only LGBT monthly film series. Mm. Uh, we've been uh, producing uh, our film series for about five years in Oak Cliff at the Texas Theater, the historic Texas Theater. So once a month, we screen a queer film, and we have a pre-show uh, educational aspect where we uh, invite local queer activists, allies, artists to come and speak about something that uh, complements the film. Mm-hmm. We watch the film, and then we have an after party that somehow complements um, the film as well. So uh, next Friday, June twenty second, for Pride, we're screening Milk, the uh, gay director nice. Gus Van Zant film with starring Sean Penn and Josh Brolin, who's everywhere right now. Hmm. Um, and uh, fingers crossed, I'm putting this in the universe. Ask for what you need and hope yes. for what you want. Uh, I've been talking to Lupe Valdez's campaign yeah. uh, for her to possibly come out and speak oh, for a moment. Cool. And we can raise some money for her and give her a platform. Yes. Uh, the drawback is next week is the uh, Democratic National Convention in Fort Worth. So um, it, it might not happen, but I'm holding out hope that she shows up. If not, come out and uh, listen to me and my producer friend, James Hardgrave. We're going to just talk about queer activism and queer politics. Uh, and then we're going to watch a film and then hang out and have a cock- couple cocktails at the, the bar theater but we do this once a month uh like cinewild um on facebook if you're interested that's the best way to stay abreast of all the things that we do uh but uh it's great work we're uh and we do it once a month so i hope you can come out and join us could you spell cinewild uh uh like cinema c-i-n-e and wild like oscar wild w-i-l-d-e so it's c-i-n-e w-i-l-d Thank you, Denise. <laughs> oh, There's awesome. another ghost that came yes. in. Hi, mommy. <laughs> um, so, uh, also, can we do another link? Uh, we, you know, we're we're Y'all's all about be so links. many links. We're Thank all you. about links, so we will try and make sure we get these um, in there. What you got? I have a couple of film projects. I have my own film company, so I'm going to be contacting oh, you yes, because I am uh, in pre-production for an LGBTQ short film. Love it. Uh, with an author, a screenwriter out of New York, uh, Greg Allen, and it's called Hiding in Daylight. So when uh, we're hoping to shoot that at some time in this fall. Wonderful. So when that, uh, I'll be in touch with you Please. if we want to do the Texas yeah. theater there. Uh, and then also on another um, subject, I am doing a documentary. It's a feature called Shatter the Silence about another marginalized group. It was inspired by the Me Too movement. Mm. Um, and as we know, change happens at the grassroots level, which mm. we've been talking about. So what I have done is brought together um, politicians, religious leaders, educators, artists like Denise Lee, uh, change makers like her, um, to discuss 
the women's movement, how to move forward, and what type of initiatives are being taken place in the Dallas community. And uh, it's been very exciting. And I, I've interviewed Wendy Davis, former Senator, mm -hmm. uh, Texas State Senator Wendy Davis. So Wonderful. that's in um, finishing up filming. Post-production will be complete by the end of the year. And then it will be out in film festivals and then distribution in 2019. And the link is shattertheSilenceFilm.com. Wonderful. So many great <laughs> things going on. <laughs> and then there's me. Who's not, <laughs> who's not doing anything but waiting on auditions and, and working a nine to five uh, almost, well, five days a week and sometimes six. But um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I'm doing with my life right now. And if I have anything, well, I'll post a link. You'll uh, right, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a link. <laughs> yes, but we'll definitely be... We we can we can we yeah. can go together. We can go together. He'll be. <laughs> oh, what date is that? Do we know? Last Monday in July. Uh, to let you know about the, I was telling you about the short film, the LGBT mm -hmm. film. Um, it's also the the writer has also made it into a play because oh, wow. he would like to do all these different avenues. You know, not just film, but in, you know, have it in theaters and um, a lot of gay and lesbian organizations are doing readings of it. And so. Um, with Denise's, uh, Denise Lee's community conversations that mm -hmm. take place, we're going to be doing a reading of the play uh, the last Monday. Uh, July 23rd. July 23rd at mm -hmm. Dallas Children's Theater. So please come out to see that. It'll so be many opportunities to step out of mm -hmm. out of our, our pride bubbles. Uh, what's and, next for you, Janelle? Oh, mm. yikes. Um, <gasps> yeah, no, no, no. No. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is there another Echoes coming up, uh, Echoes on Air uh -huh. uh, podcast that's coming up after this? Like, Yes. Plug your stuff, girl. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, yes, yes. So the Echoes blog is still up and running. So going forward, we're going to have one podcast a month, and we're going to have one article a month. And of course, anyone who is listening is able to send an article. This is not just for writers. People get so scared. Um, this is just about sharing your experience. So whoever has something, if you send it to me, I edit the article, I get it back to you, and we just post it. And it's just about sharing our experiences and living in this world together. So I have no idea what the next episode is going to be. I, um, As I told you guys, I threw out just a myriad of, of topics yeah, yeah. and whatever makes first is the one that we're going to do next. So there are a lot of things. I want to do um, the religion one. There's going to mm. be, yes, you're on there. There's like religion. Um, there, there. I, I have one that's kind of in the talks. It's really hard, um, a lot of these things, to get people to talk about it because I think mm. there's so much hurt mm. around <laughs> it. And so when I talked to some friends about talking about just Islamophobia, mm. um, it was that's just, it's, it's, they want to talk about it, but there's just so much hurt, yeah. um, I think, around it. So in some of these, it's really difficult to get people who are, are willing to talk. But we've got a lot of things. We got some free speech talks and who, who actually has free speech and just a lot of different um, things Amazing. to talk about. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. And I'm excited to have you guys back because we've already talked about what you guys might be coming back for. So I'm super excited yeah. to have the three of you back. Good. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. 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 This has been great. So we're going to go ahead and close out. I'm so glad that you guys came. This has been a great conversation. Again, if you want to keep checking us out, you can check us out on echoesofthestruggle.com slash blog. I post um, there the blog articles as well as the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe um, because I actually send you out a link. So if you just don't want to go to the website, don't worry. I will come to you. I will come to you. I will do it for you. Um, Full service. Full service. That's what we do here. Um, So thanks so much again to my guests, DR, Cheryl, and Carlos. And I look forward to having you guys back and our two ghosts. Y'all want to just like jump in and say hi or y'all just going to beat the ghost? Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Nope. Okay, great. <laughs> Fair enough. So now I look like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> Happy Pride, y'all. Happy Pride. Pride. Happy Pride. Celebrate you however you are. Be proud. Be who you are. We love you for it. Um, all right. I think that's, that's a wrap on episode three. You guys create hope, forge a path, change the world. Let's go. Yeah. Awesome.